At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Greg Oops Peterson coming at you as... Scott Seidenberg, you saw him on the nightcap, so I am sitting in tonight, and we've got a tremendous show for you. We're going to be joined by guests all throughout us. We're going to be joined here a little bit later on by Mackenzie Kramer. He does a great job over there at ESPN. He's a part of the Daily Wager crew, being able to do some great research over there. He's going to be joining me in the first hour. We're going to be diving into a little bit of baseball with him, along with Anthony Dabundo. He is going to be joining me. Our number two does a great job over there at Action Network. We're going to be chatting with them in the final hour. Wes Reynolds, the man, literally, out of everyone here on the network, and there are so many people that are so versatile, he might be the ultimate Swiss Army knife. We could go in a wide variety of directions with him. And then in hour number two, going to be talking some combat sports with Dan Vreeland. He does a great job over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So we are all locked and loaded. It is going to be an amazing show. We're going to be taking a look at what we're going to be getting in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final. Going to have a little bit of recap as to what we wind up seeing with the NBA draft, obviously. Next NBA game, the true NBA game. It's not the Summer League, which that's a little bit of fun to be able to wager on, but that's certainly a little bit different from some of the true NBA games. Your next regular season games are going to be coming up in October, so not going to spend overly much time, but we did have one big takeaway there. We're going to be taking a look at what we're going to be getting out there on the diamond as well. So we've got a lot to hit in the next three hours, but we did wind up seeing it on Thursday with the NBA draft. The steam move was absolutely correct with regards to odds be the number one overall pick as Paul Boncaro throughout much of just what we wind up having about, I would say a little bit more than 24 hours ago because the steam, I would say really came in right around about 11-ish p.m. Pacific time for those of you out there on the East Coast, right around 2 a.m. on Paolo Boncaro, where you wound up seeing Jabari Smith be right around in a lot of places, minus $5, minus $6 to be number one overall. And then in an hour, it winds up moving from Jabari Smith being right around, like I said, minus 500 to minus minus 600 to being even money between E and Paolo Boncaro. You wound up seeing a little bit of buyback on Jabari Smith earlier today, and then Paul Boncaro wound up taking even more money, and Paul Boncaro winds up going number one overall. Chet Holmgren, he winds up going number two. I felt like that was a little bit to be expected, and then you did wind up seeing not really necessarily a whole boatload of surprises after that. 
Moshe Ubaji winds up being able to land in the lottery at number 14. So you wind up seeing some very big interest in general with that number one overall selection. And Pat said, things, I would say you didn't wind up seeing anything too outlandish over there. Patrick Baldwin Jr., if you want to take him to be able to go in the first round at right around plus 250, depending upon your book, he was able to get there as well. But it was very telling as to how the odds makers wound up having this correctly. The action wound up coming in on Paulo Boncaro. He winds up getting it correct. Well, you'll notice that a lot of the just more mainstream journalists in general that they were talking about, oh, is it going to be Javari Smith or is it going to be Chet Holmgren and not even really focusing on Paulo Boncaro until really Thursday in general, that wound up not coming to form. And I do think that it is always a little bit of a lesson in Vegas always knows when you do wind up seeing the money come in, it is a case in which something is up. Now, you'll obviously have games in which there's just misreads in general. I'll still go back to what we wind up seeing last season with like NLA Dodgers versus LA Angels game. You wind up having a bet place that was like very, very large on Reed Detmers to take on the LA to take down the LA Dodgers. Obviously, that doesn't wind up happening because games in general, they do wind up being a little bit unpredictable, but when it comes to just knowing who's going to be out there, knowing what you're going to be able to get in general. Vegas always does a terrific job of being able to do so. Paul Boncaro does wind up going number one overall. Good news is for those of you guys looking at the futures board in terms of the NBA draft, we didn't really see many seismic moves. We did wind up seeing the trade of DeAndre Melton. That's going to do a little bit of something to Anthony Melton. He is going to be heading over to the Philadelphia 76ers. So that winds up helping them out a little bit. If you're looking at the futures board in general for the NBA, I would say that once we wind up hitting free agency, there is going to be a lot of movement here, but just the biggest thing going on right now is Kyrie Irving, what the world is going to be able to go on with that because you have your friends from high school that they might post up a little bit of drama, social media, and then you've got Kyrie Irving where you just have absolutely no idea whatsoever what's happening there, but certainly was fun to be able to see these guys wind up going off the board, and I do think that we did wind up having a lot of talented guys wind up going in this year's draft. Jaden Ivey has a little bit of boomer bust potential, in my opinion, was solid over there at Purdue. He goes number five to Detroit. If he and Caden Cunningham are able to really form a good one-two punch, that could be able to help them out a little bit further on down the line. Sacramento Kings, if they can get just any sort of assemblance of just camaraderie whatsoever, you know what? They have a little bit of potential, in my opinion, but really a lot of these top guys, they wound up, they are going to be probably in situations which not going to be necessarily a winning environment for quite a while. And then the guys a little bit further on down the board, like a Dallin Terry, I think that he can make a little bit of an impact himself. So going to be interesting to see how these guys wind up playing out. And I'm right now, as of this moment, not seeing odds to win rookie of the year, but you've got to figure that that is going to be coming up relatively soon as well. And I do think that that's going to be interesting. As a matter of fact, DraftKings right now, they just wound up posting it. Paul Boncaro. Plus $3 is right now the favorite over there, Jabari Smith. Plus $350, Chad Holmgren, plus $475, Jaden Ivey. He's at $5, and then everyone else down the board, they are at 8-1 to one or greater. I do think that I would rather see these guys a little bit more in Summer League, try to get a little bit more of a feel of them in general. Know that there's not going to be any lingering issues with regards to injuries as well before firing in on this, but I do think that there might be a little bit of upside on Johnny Davis at a 20-1, to one, but... As of right now, I would not be looking at anything myself. What I am taking a look at, though, is that there is one team in Major League Baseball that's looking to do something absolutely historic, and we wound up seeing a big comeback from them on Thursday. We're really going to be hitting upon this a little bit more later on in the show, try to give you guys as many picks as humanly possible for the baseball betting board for Friday. But you did wind up seeing the New York Yankees down three runs twice in their game against the Houston Astros, be able to come back. Now, one of those comebacks was very, very early on in the game. Houston Astros wind up getting up 3-0. to zero. The Yankees responded with three runs of their own, but Yankees were down 6-3 to three going into the bottom of the ninth inning. They wind up coming up with four runs, and there are just certain teams in certain sports that they have a feel of a bunch that they are never truly out of a game. Like with the Golden State Warriors, they could be absolutely getting killed in the first half of the game. But you know that the third quarter, that is going to be their quarter. When it comes to a team like the Kansas City Chiefs in the NFL, they could be down two touchdowns going into the final, we'll call it like 10 minutes of an NFL game. You know that with Patrick Mahomes on the other side, you've got a chance. With 
having these guys like Anthony Rizzo and Aaron Judge in the fold for the New York Yankees, it's the exact same thing. And it was a little bit of a maligned and unheralded guy that wound up stepping up for the New York Yankees on Thursday in Aaron Hicks. That wound up hitting a three-run homer before it was Aaron Judge who wound up delivering the game-winning hit as they were able to get it done by a count of seven to six. Yankees went off in a lot of spots right in between about a minus 130, minus 135-ish, and it just goes to show how incredible this team is. And for the New York Yankees, it has been a just magic carpet ride of a season in general, 52-18. and 18. They are on pace to start off the year if they continue on this they would get to 100 wins by the time that they would have 36 losses. That is just absolutely ridiculous and insane, and they are certainly the team to beat when it comes to Major League Baseball right now. If you take a look at the futures board, you just typically don't see this reserved for any team other than the L.A. Dodgers, who year in and year out, they always wind up opening up as a favorite. But currently, they're plus 450 to be able to win the World Series, and quite honestly, I still remember from like the 2020 season, even into 2021, the L.A. Dodgers... They were getting more respect than this. And I mean, honestly, if the New York Yankees wind up staying healthy, who could you wind up seeing be able to knock this team off in a seven-game series? I would think that the best opportunity would be the Houston Astros team that we're seeing right now. So for those of you guys who are looking to gauge a futures market, I do think that this is a nice little preview of what we might wind up getting in the American League Championship Series, the next closest team in terms of the American League, in terms of the odds to be able to win the World Series. That'd be the Toronto Blue Jays at 11-1. to They need a little bit more of a bullpen before they're going to be able to live up to that. Honestly, the Boston Red Sox at 30-1, to I feel like they might actually be a little bit of a better value with the way that they've been playing recently, but we'll be diving into a little bit more about these MLB teams a tad bit later. But I do take a look at the way that this... Yankees team has been able to roll in. They really do have all the goods because you're able to talk about Anthony Rizzo, Aaron Judge, a pair of guys that they've got 45 home runs this season. And by the way, if you want a little bit of a comparison, they've got those two guys I mentioned right now, eight more home runs than the entire Detroit Tigers team right now, which for one, that tells you what the Detroit Tigers are currently doing on offense. But for two, it just tells you how impressive it's been. But you take a look at this Yankees team. They've got that rotation of Jamison Tyon, Luis Severino is someone that we're going to be seeing tomorrow. Garrett Cole has honestly been towards the bottom of the list in terms of ERA for the team, Nestor Cortez, and then you're able to pair that up with the number two bullpen ERA out there in the big leagues. Now, health is always something that you caution yourself with with the New York Yankees. John Carlos Sand has been rather fragile in recent years. Luis Severino is healthy for the first time, and boy, it feels like an eon, but if this team is able to stay together, if they're able to stay healthy, it's going to be very, very fearsome as to what you're going to be getting there. And they're a relatively short favorite going into Friday as well. So I'm going to certainly have my thoughts with regards to that game. We're going to be taking a look at a few divisional races along the way as well as these are starting to heat up. And now I feel like we've gotten towards that point of the MLB season, which no longer can we be using the term small sample size as everyone has been able to get in there at least 70 games. And now you've got a lot of, You've got much more data to be able to back home and road splits as well, especially when it comes to starting pitchers. When you wind up having it where it's like, oh, a guy has an 18 ERA, but he wound up making like one road start. You really can't have a lot of takeaways there. Now we've got those takeaways, and now we've got hard data to be able to take a look at Major League Baseball. And now it's going to become one of the main games in town. And coming up next, we are going to be taking a little bit more of a look at what we're going to be getting in Major League Baseball on Friday. That's up next right here on The Look At on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, which is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and they're available in 10 varieties and come in two strengths, so that way you're easily able to find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide as well, so visit ZYN.com find to be able to locate a store that is nearest you. That is ZYN.com find. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine, Nicotine, it is an an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the lookout with myself, Greg Peterson, going to be joined in 15 minutes by Mackenzie Kramer. Does a great job over there at ESPN Stats and Information Network as a researcher. So we're going to be having him on. He's going to be talking a little bit about what he likes on the baseball card for Friday. But we were talking about the Yankees, fact that they were able to come back on Thursday. Now let's turn it forward to Friday as You've got a very good pitching matchup here. This is 961-962 on the betting board with the Yankees playing also the Houston Astros. Justin Verlander is going to be going for the Astros, and we have Luis Severino on the bump for the Yankees, and the Yankees, they find themselves a slight favorite. At DraftKings, the high watermark is minus 125. I'm seeing really a low of a minus 117, and then when it comes to the Astros, you're going to be finding them anywhere between about a plus 105 to a plus 110. A lot of places have a 7.5 on the total. You're finding at DraftKings an 8 with the juice on the under. And when it comes to Verlander versus Severino, I did wind up saying the Yankees as a minus 127 favorite. I do think that you're just getting such good value with this Yankees team and just the collective that they're able to throw out there in general. Luis Severino has also been significantly better at home than he has been on the road as well. I think that that's something that is important to take a look at. And when it comes to Justin Verlander doing what he's doing, at the age of, I believe he's now 39, is nothing short of sensational. It deserves a lot of credit where credit is due, but in his last start against the Chicago White Sox, he did wind up getting shelled, and I have to wonder how much of what we've seen this year out of Justin Verlander is a result of, we're going to call it what it is, and I hate to be this guy, but a soft schedule. You take a look at Justin Verlander's first few starts of the year, and he faced off against the Seattle Mariners three times. He wound up facing off against the Oakland A's, he winds up facing off against the Texas Rangers twice. Now he did wind up having a start against the Toronto Blue Jays, and that was actually a start in which he wound up giving up three runs prior to his little bit of an implosion against the Chicago White Sox. He hadn't been experiencing too many of those issues, but he wound up against the Miami Marlins, Washington Nationals, on the road against the Minnesota Twins. That's relatively tough, but most of his starts have come against lesser competition. Meanwhile, with Luis Severino, he has had to go up against the Toronto Blue Jays a few times. He's sort of been put through the ringer thus far this season. And take a look at Luis Severino. I mentioned his home and road splits. Thus far at home, he has been nothing short of masterful. As he's been able to post up an ERA of a 233, 3-0 record, giving up four home runs to 38 and two-thirds innings with opponents hitting a 215 off of him. His strikeouts per nine rate, that is hovering right in the neighborhood about 11. So I've been very impressed by the way that Severino has been able to come back this season after... Last three years in general, he just hasn't been able to stay out there on the field. He's been dealing with all sorts of ailments, so it's been a nice rebirth for him. And for the Houston Astros, they wound up having to trot out there some of their most trustworthy bullpen pieces yesterday because right now you've got a matchup between the Yankees and the Astros that is the top two bullpens out there in the big leagues. And with the Astros, 
and you wound up having to burn up Ryan Presley, who just had absolutely nothing in the game that we wound up seeing on Thursday. Ryan Sanek, who's currently got a 074 ERA, he had to come in and try to finish off that game. Rafael Montero, he's got a puck 88 ERA. He wound up throwing 15 pitches as well. Meanwhile, for the Yankees, Clay Holmes with his sub-1 ERA, he's going to be available in this game. Wandy Peralta wound up getting lit up a little bit last week, but he's still been solid. Michael King, he's going to be available in this game. That's something to take a look at and for the Yankees. I mean, Anthony Rizzo, Aaron Judge, combined 45 home runs thus far this season and just up and down the board for the New York Yankees. Everyone on the team is able to get on base. You wound up having two hitters in the starting lineup for the New York Yankees from Thursday. That currently has an on-base percentage that is below a 320. That'd be Joey Gallo, which Joey Gallo is right now been one of the weak links for the New York Yankees. I recognize that he's able to get home runs, but certainly that is a trade that has not necessarily been paying dividends for them. But the other one, that'd be a guy in Labor Torres who's actually been able to do some very nice things for the team thus far. And then for the Houston Astros, we got a couple of struggling bats when it comes to the team at the bottom of the fold. Yuli Gurriel, um, Elamendi Diaz, Jose Siri, Chaz McCormick, and then just whoever in general is playing at the catcher spot, whether it be Jason Castro, Martin Maldonado, all these guys have been ending at 220 or lower now. Jose Altuve at the top, he had three hits yesterday. He's been able to hit 280. He's got a double-digit amount of homers. And a big thing for the Astros is that they were able to get Alex Bregman going yesterday. He did wind up having a home run his ninth of the season. It's been a little bit tough sledding for him. Jordan Alvarez, we all know where we're going to be getting out of him. 22 home runs, four on base. He has been one of the best hitters in the big leagues thus far this season. But what else I find to be very intriguing about this one as well, the Houston Astros have been by far the best under team in all of baseball. A lot of it is because I think under the radar, it has been an Astros bullpen that really was able to buff up and has been so much better this year than it has been in the past. Because when you think of the Houston Astros, I mean, you don't think of like a gas can of a bullpen or anything like that, but you don't think of a team that's number one in terms of bullpen ERA. But this is an Astros team that, take a look at their over under rate, 65.7% of their games thus far this season have went under the total. That is by far the biggest mark out there in Major League Baseball. The only team that has more than a 56.5% under rate, that'd be the Detroit Tigers who, and I'm not even kidding here, are averaging 2.2 runs per game on the road this season. I mean, that's just so ghastly bad, but the Astros have been that impressive. But, I mean, with the New York Yankees, it has been just such a profitable team in general. And if I sound like a little bit of a suck-up for the New York Yankees, I'm actually a Milwaukee Brewers fan, so that's where my allegiances lie when it comes to this. But, I mean, it is just incredible what we've seen on this team this season. If you've been taking them on the money line just in every single game this year, this also illustrates just how... This illustrates how important it is to be taking good numbers and why, when it comes to Major League Baseball, you need to be taking a look at units one rather than money one. But with the Yankees at 52 and 18, if you've taken them on the money line in every single game, according to our good friends over there at Covers, you're up $1,488. So certainly you're doing solid, but also, once again, re-illustrates that when you wind up taking some chalky money lines, you're not going to be wind up getting up as quickly as if you're taking a whole bunch of underdogs, which... Obviously, when it comes to the New York Yankees, they certainly have been one of the most profitable teams out there in the big leagues, but you even take a look at them in comparison to, let's find a team that's been a relatively solid underdog this season. And how about if we go with the Cleveland Guardians? They're 36-29 and 29 right now. By comparison, you've only made $600 less betting the Cleveland Guardians on the money line in every single game this year as compared to the New York Yankees. Yankees are finding themselves 52-18. and 18. Meanwhile, the Cleveland Guardians, 36-29. and 29 been a relatively solid year for them, but I do think that that's always something that is very important to keep in mind, but being able to get the Yankees on cheap money line in this spot, I think that it's very appealing, so I'm going to be looking there, willing to lay up to, in my opinion, in my line, a minus 127 with regards to the New York Yankees, and I did wind up saying my total is 7.3. Even at a 7.5, I'd be looking under, especially if you're getting an 8, like we're seeing at DraftKings. I'm going to continue to ride the understreak of the Houston Astros, having both of these bullpens out there. I do think that that is really going to be able to help you out, and I do think that this is going to be a spot in which we are going to see the deep balls not wind up yielding as many three-run home runs as we wind up seeing on Thursday. That's a big reason why that game wound up going over. And then when it comes to another game that I think is going to be interesting out there, with regards to Friday's slate, we're going to be hitting upon this game a little bit later on as well. But 973-974, the Texas Rangers are going to be playing host of the Washington Nationals with Paulo Espino going on the mound for Washington. And then you got Dane Dunning, who's going to be on the bump 
for Texas. Total on this game is anywhere between 8.5 and 9 over Texas. You're finding them anywhere between a minus 162 to a minus 175 favorite. And I think that it's really important to take a look at the splits in this game because Dane Dunning has been one of the most demonstrative pitchers home to road in Major League Baseball since he wound up getting acquired by Texas prior to the start of the 2021 season. He's got a home ERA this season that's hovering right around three. I believe it's officially a 302, and on the road, it's a 603. That is a three-point differential home to road, and that's nearly double. So, man, that is something that you've got to be taking a look at as well. And with the Texas Rangers, very silently, this team is starting to string together a little bit of a run, and if they wind up continuing this play, they could wind up finding themselves in the midst of a little bit of a playoff hunt because now you wind up having that extra wild card spot in the American League. And with the way that the Seattle Mariners and the LA Angels have been playing out West, coupled with the fact that the Oakland A's are currently the worst team in baseball, that winds up moving them out a little bit. Adolis Garcia, he's been able to give the team 13 home runs. He's been able to hit about a 250 for the season, but has been hitting closer to a 300 over the last 30 days. And this is Washington Nationals team that if you've bet their money line every single game, well, you're down nearly $1,300. It has not been going too well for them. The bullpen has been a little bit of a hot mess. So Paulo Espinel, he's actually been able to do a solid job on the road with a 241 ERA, but he has been someone that has been coming out of the bullpen for much of the season. Now being inserted as a starter, that's something that you've got to be mindful of because last season as a starter, more around 1.7 home runs given up per nine innings. So I'll be diving into that a little bit later, but that said, I'm going to be on the Texas Rangers run line, trusting in Dane Dunning to be able to get the job done. And someone that I always trust to be able to lend good insights, that'd be Mackenzie Gramer. He does a great job over there at ESPN's Stats and Info Crew, and he's going to be joining me next right here, right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete for free for cash all season long. Enter into weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to be able to join in on the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 years or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, please do drink responsibly as it is a look at with myself, Greg Peters, and filling in for Scott Seidenberg. And great to be joined by our guest, Mackenzie Kramer. Does a great job at ESPN, part of their good research crew. Does a great job with regards to being able to find so much with regards to the Daily Wager Show over there. And you're able to find them on Twitter at MacNova. And Mackenzie, great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. Fantastic. Thanks for giving me a day off from poker. I've been playing poker pretty much every night with the World Series of Poker in town. But uh, since I'm on, I'm with you tonight on Visa and taking the night off, so happy to talk some baseball with you. And with regards to the World Series of Poker, any caches for you out there on the tables? Um, I've had a, I've had a pretty good month. Uh, I broke my foot a couple months ago, so I wasn't playing all that much. But uh, since I've uh, been able to walk again, I, uh, I've made a couple of deep runs on day two. Uh, the most notable one is probably I got 19th at the housewarming event, which had over 20,000 people in it. So uh, that was pretty cool getting 19th. But the problem with tournament poker is it doesn't matter how high you finish. If you don't win, you're going to go home annoyed. So uh, even though I outlasted 20,000 people, I was still uh, pretty annoyed at myself when I drove home. But uh, in retrospect, it was pretty cool. Hey, for someone who's played a little bit of poker in my day as well, as, as well, I'm always someone that it's all about just being able to make the money from there. You try to make your run, but you just try to get some sort of a cash. And then from there, everything else is gravy. If I'm able to take home anything other than just a cash, I'd be feeling very, very happy about that. But with that said, we're going to try to get some cash on Friday with regards to this MLB board. And I was talking about this game a little bit earlier, and I know that you've got a similar position to me when it comes to the Rangers and the Washington Nationals right now. We're finding the Texas Rangers in a lot of spots between about a minus 160 to a minus 175 favorite. What did you look for here? Because I personally am backing in the Texas Rangers on the run line, and I know that in some form or capacity, you're liking the Rangers as well. Yeah, and I have the exact same bet that you that you have there. I got like the Rangers on the run line. Uh, I don't really want to lay just the straight up minus 160 just because Texas is a little bit hard to trust, obviously, 33 and 35 this year. But out of those 33 wins, 
30 of them have come from multiple by multiple runs. So when the Rangers win, they tend to win pretty big. And when the Nationals lose, they tend to lose pretty big. Um, Dane Dunning, 1-5 this year, 4.38 ERA, but his advanced stats are a little bit better than that. I like the way Dunning's been pitching. I'm not totally sold on Paolo Espino. So I, I think the Rangers, uh, I, I, I like the way they're, they've been playing a little bit lately. They've just swept the Phillies in two games. So uh, I think that they can cut the, uh, cover the one-and-a-half run line there. And when it comes to being able to handicap baseball, both for this game and just other games as well, how much do you take into account home and road splits? Because this is something that really put me on to Texas with Dane Dunning having an ERA literally three points lower at home than on the road. And this has really been the second straight year that he's had these demonstrative home and road splits. That's something that drew me to this one. I don't know how much you wind up utilizing it in your handicap, but it's something that I typically like to take a look at. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting thought. Um, I like to try to figure out, is there a reason why he might be a lot better at home as opposed to the road? And in the case of Dunning, the fact that he's got such a better ERA at home in Texas, which has typically been a hitter's ballpark, you know, that, that's a little bit more impressive to me, the fact that he's able to get it done there. So I think that the fact that Dunning has much better home splits, I, I might take that more into account than I would for a pitcher, say, at more of a neutral ballpark. And a guy that throughout his career has always had some interesting home and road splits, that would be Aaron Nola. He's going to be on the road facing off against Mackenzie Gore. And we've seen a little bit of steam come in on the Philadelphia Phillies. They open up in a lot of spots between about a minus 115 to a minus 120 favorite. And as of right now, we're finding them more around, I would say, a minus 125 to a minus 135-ish favorite. A lot of this is because Philadelphia Phillies, they wind up going out. They wind up getting a 6-2 win over a Padres team that whenever Joe Musgrove is taking them out, they've been solid there. But what are you looking at with regards to this Phillies versus Padres game? I mean, I think Aaron Nola is one of the best pitchers in baseball, and I think that his recent his recent play has kind of lived up to uh, what we've all what, what we've always come to expect from Aaron Nola over the years. You look at his last five starts; he's averaging over thir- seven innings per start, thirty five strikeouts, and one walk. With the team winning all five of those starts. Uh, I really like Aaron Nola in that one, um, and the Padres offense. I just if you take Manny Machado out of that lineup, it's it's not very impressive at all. You got Jorge Alfaro batting cleanup tonight. I, I I'm not really sold in this Padres offense. I think Aaron Nola is going to be able to do a good job shutting them down. Petco has always been one of the best pitchers ballparks in in the in the in baseball. Um, I'm on Philly on that one, and I I would like the Padres team total under in that one as well. Yep, and with regards to Padres as well, how much do you put into the fact that Mackenzie Gore who Prior to his last two starts have been amazing, and both of these starts did wind up coming against the same team in the Colorado Rockies, but he got completely lit up. He wound up giving up eight runs, I believe, in his last start, and then four runs the start before. How much do you wind up putting into that as well? Because I do think that's a little bit more tricky when both of those bad starts wind up coming against the same team. Sure, and one of those was at Coors Field, too, so you got to take that, you know, you got to take that into account as well. I think just with all all these young pitchers in general, they're just most of them are going to go through ups and downs, especially earlier in their career. I mean, you look at Hunter Green with the Reds earlier in the year; he was a gas can. We kept talking about on Daily Wager how we were fading him all the time, and recently he's been pitching a little bit better. Now Mackenzie Gore's clearly been in a bit of a rut. I don't really take that much into account that, that uh, both those bad starts came against the Rockies, but uh, clearly Gore's not pitching well that uh, well lately. But again, previous two starts didn't allow a single run and all that, so. Gore right now, he's you know he's a rookie pitcher. He's got to be up and down this year. I don't like to fade my namesake in Mackenzie Gore. I don't get to root for too many Mackenzies in pro sports, but uh, um, I'm, I'm hoping that tomorrow that uh, he's got the one more bad start before maybe he can turn around after that. And if he's looking for a little bit of a get-right spot, well, hopefully he'll be facing off against this team as the Detroit Tigers going to be on the road against oh. the Arizona Diamondbacks. And with the Detroit Tigers, I'm not even kidding when I say this, we are about 70 games into the season. They're averaging 2.2 runs per game on the road. They're facing off against someone in Merrill Kelly that, if you take a look at Miller, Merrill Kelly throughout his career, he's got nearly 1.5 points better on his ERA at home than on the road. What are you looking at with this one, with the Diamondbacks being right around about a minus 160 or so favorite and a total of 8.5? Yeah, I mean, I don't like laying a big juice with the Diamondbacks, even though I'm not sold in the Tigers pitcher in this one, but I do like the under and Part of it's what you said is the Tigers' offense is absolutely abysmal this year. And when you have a total of eight and a half, which is what I saw last check, the Tigers' under is 28-11-2 this year when the Tigers have a total of eight or more. 
I mean, they have 38 home runs as a team this year, or 69 games in the season. They're, they have by far the fewest home runs in the nation. Aaron Judge has a chance to actually out-homer the Tigers this year. I don't think that actually happens, but it's closer than it should be at this point of the year. And I'm not sold in this Diamondbacks offense either. Chase Field used to be a park that we like to take overs at with that thin air in Arizona, but the heat and all that. But recently, and this year especially, it's, it's been an under ballpark. And uh, Diamondbacks unders this year at home, 23-11-2. And I just don't think either of these offenses uh, are very good. And Tigers have a decent enough bullpen. Merrill Kelly, I, I like him as a starting pitcher. So I, I think that the I think between the bad offenses and decent enough pitching, we'll be able to stay under eight and a half runs in this one. And have you ever seen anything quite like what we've seen out of the C-Trade offense this year? Because... I mean, I remember some bad offenses. I can't ever remember anything quite like this where a team is scoring 2.2 runs per game on the road. It's just incredible. It's, it's pretty bad. I mean, the Athletics are going to try to give them a run for their money as well, but uh, they, they, have, they have more issues at home. The Tigers' issues come more on the road. Yeah, they certainly have been in. This has been a team that has been a little bit up and down this year with the Chicago White Sox. I think that many people thought, by now that they would be able to get above 500. Right now we're finding them right around a minus 165 to a minus 170 favorite. Kyle Bradish is going to be going for the Orioles, and Michael Kopech is going to be going for the White Sox. What do you like in this one? Because it has been a White Sox team that I feel like books haven't necessarily adjusted as much as you might expect for a team that's below 500 at this point of the season and certainly has been a Baltimore Orioles team that they still are the Orioles. They're still going to finish last in their division, but much improved this season. I, I think that, you, that you're spot on with what you were saying. I don't think the books have adjusted enough to this current version of the White Sox. When the White Sox are fully healthy, they're a very good team. But you take Engel out, you take Mendick out, you take Grandal out, you take Jimenez out, you take Moncada out, you take out all, you take out five starters for them, basically. And this White Sox lineup is not nearly as good as it would be when they're fully healthy. And with this White Sox team, they're always a team you like to take against lefties and kind of fade them against righties. I mean, that's an obviously a very simple handicap, but, you know, Bradish is a righty. He's not a good righty, but he's also been extremely unlucky this season. A 400 Babbitt this season, worst in baseball. Kopech is the other way. Kopech's got a 194 Babbitt. So Kopech's been one of the luckier pitchers in baseball this year. Bradish has been one of the unluckiest pitchers in baseball this year. It's really hard to back a guy with a 7 ERA, especially when you're only getting around plus 150, but... I'm not sold in this White Sox team at all, and, and the Orioles are a little bit frisky. I mean, they've got back-to-back shutouts. Their, their bullpen's been surprisingly good this year. I trust their bullpen. If Bradish doesn't get completely lit up, I think, I think there's value on the plus 150 on that team. I don't think the Orioles are as bad as they were the last couple of years, and I don't think the White Sox are nearly as good as they were last year, so I think there's some value in the dog in that game. Yep, and McKenzie does an absolutely terrific job over there at ESPN. Great to get you aboard tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. Appreciate it. Thank you. Coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at what we're going to be getting in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final right here on the Look At on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
We are now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Summer Special is here. For just $19, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. Sign up today, you'll get VSIN's daily best bets from Adam Burke on the MLB Plus. You're getting NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR, and much more. And if you want the full visa and experience, which includes daily best bet emails, every single edition of Point Spread Weekly, our betting tools, and live video streaming, it is just $19 to be a subscriber now through July 31st. To sign up, you go to vcin.com slash summer, as it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson, and great to be able to get Mackenzie Kramer on the show. Always great to be able to get him aboard and Always great whenever I wind up warming the seat for Scott Seidenberg to know that I've got a great crew behind my back. As you've got Jason Kahn, who did a great job of being able to book a great show tonight. Taylor always gets me shut up. Always gets me set up on audio. I think that he said shut up and said, but he gets me set up. He does an absolutely terrific job. He gets me sounding well. He can't put the words out for me, but he gets me sounding well. So you've got that, Oliver. He does a great job posting up all the hours that we wind up doing. Beeson.com slash podcast. If you miss anything with this show, follow the money, primetime action, list goes on and on. We post everything up there. Also, the Beeson daily best bets feed that you're able to find wherever you get your podcast. I'll post it up there. And then Nick, our wonderful technical director, gets everything all flowing smoothly. So these guys do an amazing job. Now it's up for me to be able to try some, try to find some value up here on the board. How about if we wind up taking a look at what we're going to be getting in the NHL Game 5? It is going to be a big one on Friday. And Tampa Bay Rays, or the Tampa Bay Lightning, I've got my mind on baseball. They need to win this one or else, well... The only thing that Tampa Bay fans are going to have to look forward to until Tom Brady is going to be the Tampa Bay Rays. So we've got that going on as this is going to be a game that has a total of six with the Colorado Avalanche home team buying themselves as a pretty sizable favorite. They opened up a lot of places right around a minus 150 after the overtime victory that we wound up seeing. Well, that number shot up right now. I'm seeing in a lot of spots the Avalanche find themselves anywhere between about a minus 167. That's a low point that I'm seeing. That's right here at Circle where I sit. Seeing at DraftKings a minus 180. I'm even seeing a minus 185 on the board. And you're liking the Lightning. You're going to be finding them anywhere between about the pocket of about a plus 155 to a plus 160-ish. And I do think that the Lightning are going to be able to bounce back. I think that they're going to prolong this for a game. I came into the series thinking that there was value on the Tampa Bay Lightning that they should have been closer to for the series itself. More around about a plus 125 to a plus 130 favorite. I don't think that they're going to be able to come back, and I don't think that they are going to be able to win the series itself. But I do think that they're going to be able to prolong this for a game because with this series in general, if it weren't for both of those overtime games not going the way of the Tampa Bay Lightning, who knows? Because you wind up having the Avalanche just completely curb stomp the Lightning in Game 2. In Game 3, the Lightning were able to curb stomp the Colorado Avalanche. So you've got a pair of blowouts, and then you wind up having a pair of overtime games, and both of those games wind up going to the Avalanche. Now, a big reason why both of those overtime games did wind up going to the go to the Colorado Avalanche is that I do feel like this is a little bit of a deeper team, and I do feel like this is a little bit of a deeper team as well. And having back Mr. Nassim Kadri, who wound up having the game-winning goal in Game 4, that is massive because you may recall coming into the series, a big concern that many people had, including myself with the Colorado Avalanche, is that Kadri was dealing with an injury, probably wouldn't be set for the beginning part of the series, but he wound up taking the ice for, I believe, the first time since that Oilers series. And 
you know, that big goal that wound up being able to lift them to victory. So that is absolutely massive right now for the Colorado Avalanche. And I do think that that's a little bit of a reason why this money line has went up because you may recall first two games of the series in which the Lightning were on the road facing off against the Avalanche. As a matter of fact, the steam wound up coming in on the Tampa Bay Lightning in game one, likely because of, once again, health with the Colorado Avalanche being down most likely Nassim Kadri, Braden Point starting to come back for the Tampa Bay Lightning. You did wind up seeing a little bit of an adjustment there, but certainly that was a little bit of an issue. Now Braden Point is once again injured for the Tampa Bay Lightning, so that winds up taking a little bit out of them, and it seems as though he may or may not be able to play here in this Game 5 as he was out for Game 4, so that winds up taking a big cog out of the fold for you as well, and with the Tampa Bay Lightning, they still have the best goaltender in this series, and that's what you've really got to bank on if you like the Tampa Bay Lightning to be able to prolong this series. As Andre Vasilevsky, he did wind up having a really rough game too, but I mean, even the performance that he wound up having in game four, it's not like it was necessarily his fault that the team wound up losing that game. He winds up allowing three goals on 37 shot attempts. That's pretty much all that you can ask for out of a goaltender in game three. He winds up being able to stop 37 of the 39 shots that winds up coming his way. And at this point, it's just been the fact that the Colorado Avalanche, they've been controlling the puck a little bit more and they've been able to get more shots on goal because you just take a look at the shots that the Colorado Avalanche are facing as opposed to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it's just not as many to say the least. Now, Kemper did wind up having to step up in game four. I will give him credit where credit is due. Prior to game four, he had a save percentage that was below 90% for the postseason. And I mean, it's right around 80% or 90% for the postseason, even with that game. But he stopped 37 on the 39 shots that wanted coming his way. So got to give a lot of credit there. And both of these teams, they do a good job of being able to get shots on goal. I do think that this is a little bit correlated, though. If you do like the Tampa Bay Lightning to be able to win this game and be able to prolong the series, I think that you've got to be banking on Andre Vasilevsky just being the best goaltender in the world, him being able to come through, stop 35-plus shots in what would be probably like a 3-2, to 3-1, to one, big giant knuckle duster. Meanwhile, if you think that the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to be able to win for one, or the Colorado Avalanche are going to be able to win for one, the Lightning, if they're down like two goals with two minutes remaining, it's like a 4-2 to game. Well, the Lightning, they're going to be pulling their goaltender, and that makes it very, very easy for there to be that next goal scored, which winds up being able to take a total of maybe like a six in that circumstance. It winds up pushing it over because it's one of those cases in which you wind up losing, your season is done, and you wind up losing the Stanley Cup. So you're going to see the Lightning, if they're trailing at all, Late in this game, they're going to be much more prone to be pulling the goaltender a little bit earlier to try to be able to get that equalizer. So that is something that is a little bit of an angle here, in my opinion. But also when it comes to this Colorado Avalanche team, you just have it from so many different guys. And it has been just really intriguing to take a look at the way that they have been able to just move with the puck the way that their offense has been so fluid. And they've really been able to get after it on defense. They did wind up having Kemper wind up having to stop those 37 shots in game four. But by and large, they've been able to do a good job of not having whoever has been a goaltender for this team. Just not have to do a whole heck of a lot of the heavy lifting. I do think that that is going to change a little bit in game five, though, because it felt like the Lightning, the, even though they wound up losing that game four, you can tell that they were very much improved in game three and game four. I feel like game two was a little bit of a wake-up call where they just wound up getting the snot. We're going to use a little bit more of a polite term kicked out of them in that game, but I do think that it is very important that the Lightning come out, make a little bit of a statement here, and I do think that the complexion of this series has wound up changing, but we got some really interesting props at DraftKings. Like, you're able to take a look at just the obviously results of this game, and you're able to bet the series price, which, right now, if you're looking at just the raw series price, the Avalanche, you're finding them at minus 1,200. If you like the Tampa Bay Lightning to be able to run off three straight games, don't take the plus 800 that we're seeing right now. You just wind up betting the money line of the Lightning and you just roll it over three times. You're going to be able to get a much better payout than minus eight, or than plus 800. And plus, on top of that, if you do like the Tampa Bay Lightning to be able to come back and say that you wind up having a unfortunate injury to Andre Vasilevsky going into game seven, you're not locked into that either. So you also probably provide yourself with a little bit of production but with that said if you think that like the Tampa Bay Lightning they wind up being able to make it to a game seven you're able to get that at a plus 350 where 
you've got a series spread where you've got pretty much a Tampa Bay Lightning to wind up losing by one and a half games or fewer. So pretty much it winds coming down to a game seven and the Lightning either win the series outright or they wind up losing game seven. And then with the Colorado Avalanche with laying a game and a half with them, that pretty much means that you think that they're going to be able to wrap up the cup in six games or fewer. They're going to avoid a game seven. That's at minus 450. I don't think that there's a ton of value there because if you just wind up placing a bet on the Colorado Avalanche with regards to either a game six or a game seven, you place it on the money line twice. I mean, that's just one of those circumstances in which you're able to mitigate a little bit of risk. Minus 450, that's just way too much juice to be laying, in my opinion, there. Even if you would wind up laying the money line in game five, you wind up losing that. You come back in game six and they're able to win it. You're still down a little bit, but with that said, you wind up having both games not go your way at a minus 450. Not a lot coming back from that, so I would be very cautious with regards to that one, but I do think that there's a good shot that the Lightning, they are going to be able to come back. They are going to be able to get up off the mat. I think that this probably winds up ending in six games, in my opinion. I think that the Lightning, they're going to come out with a little bit of a spirited effort. So I do like the Lightning to be able to win this one, though. I will say, unlike in past NHL playoffs, we have been noticing that home ice has been more meaningful in this one, but the Lightning, a team that has won two Stanley Cups, I do think that they come back. I think that there's value on them at a plus price for Game 5 before it winds up being wrapped up in six games. Coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at the Diamond for Friday. I'm going to give you guys my DK Nation write-up for what we're going to be seeing in the MLB up next right here on The Look At on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. What's the guarantee? What's the guarantee? Hey, Derek! What's the guarantee? The biggest pro football contests in Vegas are back. With 12 million in guaranteed prizes. There's two ways to win. There's two ways to win. There's two ways to win. There's two ways. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rival every rematch every rookie debut every game revealed the 2024 nfl schedule release presented by verizon coming in may live on nfl network espn2 and streaming on nfl plus terms and conditions apply to nfl plus visit nfl.com schedule release to learn more